Regular gum is boring, but Icebreaker's ice cubes are different. They're fancy. Icebreaker's gum has flavor crystals, which deliver a rush of cool, refreshing flavor. Plus, they are delightfully cube-shaped, making them soft and satisfying to chew. Icebreaker's Ice Cubes Gum. Ooh, fancy. Pick up your favorite flavor today. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. This episode is brought to you by Folgers Coffee. You're not just any coffee drinker. You're a Folgers coffee drinker. Because for over 170 years, Folgers has been serving up expertly crafted brews that are bold, never bougie. And now there's over 20 varieties to choose from. Damn good coffee roasted in New Orleans. Damn right, it's Folgers. Visit FolgersCoffee.com coffee to shop now. Southern Charm is back. The premiere happened last Thursday, and I am going to be recapping the whole season. So Naomi's return. Let's just start with talking about how she's come back into the show. She had to ask, not ask, but ask Craig if it was cool because, you know, she left. Mm, Cocky isn't quite the right word, but I'm I'm sort of blanking on another word to use. It was kind of cocky. She was, you know, in a shitty relationship with the guy that made her feel less than Matul. She was made to feel like she could never get a guy better than Matul. And he really talked down to her. And she found herself in one of those relationships where you do shitty things. And so she left like a oh, bye guys. I'm never coming back here. I'm so much better than you. I'm going to New York now. I'm out. And sure enough, we know how that played out. He, she found if you, maybe you don't actually, I'll walk you through it. Excuse me. I need to grab my charger. So she uh, needed to get something off of his computer. Uh, she, they had just moved in and, uh, she needed to get like something off his computer for something. I can't remember what. And he was kind of weird. He's like, why do you, what do you need? Why do you need it? She's like, I just don't have my computer up and running or whatever. So he was weirded out. But when she gets into his computer, she finds all these emails or texts or something. But regardless, she's able to see all of these messages proving that he has been absolutely cheating on her this whole time. She's heartbroken. She moves back to Charleston and, you know, let's face it, you make money off this show and the show would absolutely want her back considering she's got quite a story to tell. So she asks Craig if it's cool if she comes back and then they are in Vegas at the same time and they hook up, which, you know, we all know that that's pretty easy to do. If you've hooked up already once before, it's very familiar if you're heartbroken, especially since their breakup was Craig was really sad about it. Craig knew Craig knew Matul was not a good guy. Craig was like, you're not happy. I hate that he's putting you down. And we all were like, "Okay, Craig, uh, you don't know anything. Well, so so anyway, we open with. Uh, Vanita picking up Naomi and they're on their way to play tennis. And it's interesting because Vanita online, like on Instagram, she's always, there's something about her that kind of bugs me. There's something that's a little like juvenile and kind of like a teenager. And it makes sense because she talks about how she was totally 
like nerdy and like the outcast because she was wearing very fashion forward things. And everyone was like, ew, what are you wearing? And now she's like, she's peaking. And so she's going through like her cool high school phase now. And that, that makes sense. So there's something a little, I don't, I don't connect to Vanita and I, I don't, we'll get more into that later, but Naomi goes through her journey of how she got here and Leva calls and Leva is messy. She knows they're on camera and she's like, so have you talked to Craig? And you could tell Naomi's like, what do you mean? You know, I got cameras rolling. And she's like, oh, you know. She's like, uh, no, I've not really talked to Craig. Leva. Leva's starting. So right after we get that scene, they cut right over to Paige and Craig. And just to give you guys a timeline, I took a screenshot. Real Moms of Bravo posted a very succinct timeline for us to map out how this went. So Craig and Naomi, they hooked up twice at the end of June 2021. Paige and Craig were dating at this time, but they were openly not monogamous. They were not monogamous and committed to each other. Summer House began filming July of 2021. So June, Craig and Naomi hook up. Summer House begins filming July 2021. Now, guys, I apologize. I've got a new camera. And if it's if the focus is going in and out, I'm still figuring out exactly how to use it. So if it's making you nauseous, I'm sorry. I'm trying. So now Catherine's birthday is August 6th. But they didn't film this party until September. Craig and Paige became official September 21st. Okay, now we know. Okay. So we have the basic timeline. Cut to Austin and Shep grabbing a trop hop. Hey, look, I don't shame anyone. Austin needs the publicity. Austin does basically nothing to get any kind of promotion out there for his beer. And we get the, we were establishing that Austin is done with Madison and Austin is proving that he's really, he's working on himself. And how is he doing that? By jumping right back into another relationship. He said, he says, um, I'm now the person I want to be. I mean, can these people just be single? Can you just be single for five seconds? And he says to, he's saying this to Shep. She scared me when I met her. I I was just like, so I was just, she was so amazing. And I was, I was happy when she moved to LA, but you know, now she's back. Okay. So Shep is like, yeah, Naomi's back in town. And, and Austin, I didn't realize Austin truly, I thought he was just covering for Craig, but it turns out he really does not know that Naomi and Craig hooked up. He's like, no, no, bro. Nothing, nothing romantic happened in Vegas because Craig and Paige were dating. Mm. Catherine and Caleb are playing basketball and we get the um, breakdown of this relationship. They've been together for a little over a year. And they show a bunch of pictures that we, we'd all seen these pictures on social media. And remember at the reunion last year, she was alarmingly skinny. And I always have to be careful about saying things like that because I just don't know if like I'm triggered by weight loss because I am always so jealous of people losing weight because I'm like, how did you do it? And it's just, it's simple, eat less. And I'm like, what? Okay. Uh, but it like, for example, Leva lost a bunch of weight, but we can, I can, it's clear that Leva lost weight in a healthy way, but, but Catherine's looked like it looked sickly, not to be mean. It just did. It didn't, it, 
it just didn't look right. But she's since kind of gained this weight back. She's her weight fluctuates a lot, um, but they were going to Miami all the time, all the time. And there have been a ton of rumors and a lot of blinds sent in that she that he is a drug dealer. And I I don't know if there's any merit to this to be determined. And uh, we do get a lovely flashback. She's like, I've grown a lot. This is going to be her 30th birthday coming up. She's like, man, I've grown so much since the early years. And they do a flashback of her screaming at Thomas on the dock. And it's so sad showing this because she was a baby and he was a grown ass man. And he was like, look at you screaming all crazy. I'm like, look at you asshole. He's disgusting. He's truly disgusting. But but as <laughs> as is a Bravo tradition, she says this 30th birthday is like a rebirth. We love a rebirth. We love a rebirth. Okay. Now off to Miss Pat's house and Whitney is useless and he's taking care of the dogs, but we get this. I mean, I really was upset that I I was not anticipating getting choked up in the first 10 minutes of Southern charm, but we, we see the whole story with Michael and his spinal stroke. And Patricia, we've never seen Patricia cry, but this is the closest we got to seeing Patricia cry. He was with her for 18 years and he had a spinal stroke and he's paralyzed from the chest down. Oh, I might cry talking about it. Oh, the montage of him being amazing. Oh, my God. I might cry talking about it. We're going to skip this part because I can't cry talking about freaking Southern charm. That is ridiculous. It's amazing. He's amazing. We're moving on. I have a lump in my throat. Okay. Catherine goes to pick up a tie for Caleb. We're moving on. We're moving on. Catherine is picking up a tie for Caleb and she calls him to be like, which one do you like? And he's like, I literally don't care. And she's claiming like, he just simplifies things. It's a good, it's a good balance. You know, it's like, I get into analysis paralysis and she's really setting up this dynamic that he's like the peaceful, calm one. And she's not. And I'm bringing this up because I'm going to disc. I have a very hot take on what happens at her birthday party. Cause I watched this episode three times. Um, like the first, I just did. I don't know why I'm explaining it. I watched it three times. Okay. And now cut to Pringle coming to Craig's store. And I love, like, I missed all the tall, toxic men of Southern Charm. It's really rare that you can tell how tall people are on camera because a lot of the time, but usually you can, you can't tell how short people are or how tall because it's camera, you know, you can't tell, but you can just tell how tall these men are. So Pringle walks in and he says hi to Craig. And I'm like, Oh, look at these toxic men. I just, and Shep's Shep saying, because Pringle's telling Craig that Shep thinks Craig is, Oh, Craig thinks he's King shit. And Pringle's like, there's a little bit of jealousy. And Craig's like, yeah. And I think Austin is jealous too. And he tells this story about how um, Craig had broken up with Natalie, but there was a little back and forth and they kind of, you know, hooked up again a few times when he would started dating Paige. But Craig had told Paige about that hookup, but Austin didn't know that he had told Paige. So one night when they were all hanging out together, Austin, Paige, and Craig, they got in some fight, Austin and Craig. And Austin was like, oh, why don't I tell Paige that you hooked up with Natalie? Yeah. And Paige was like, um, I already know. <laughs> That's just... 
That's just so them. That's just so them. This is the epitome of Southern charm toxicity. And Shep is so jealous. We've watched this forever. Like he could not stand. And listen, I get it. For the longest time, Craig was a joke. It's not like Craig, you know, Craig wants to act like he was always, you know, just misunderstood. No, Craig, you were like addicted to Adderall, pretending you were taking the bar, mailing in fake paperwork, pretend like literally going like, here I go to the, didn't Shep take him to mail it? Like, come on now. And so he just got kind of lucky that this all panned out. And so Shep hates, I'm sure he always has, but he hates that it actually did work out. So I'm sure Shep is seething with jealousy, especially since it's with pillows of all the things Uh, it's this this show is just brilliantly toxic. It's like the show started out as like quintessential toxic Southern. uh, It it was like, it thought it was applauding Southern culture. You know, it was like Thomas and Shep being the top dogs and Whitney And then the world changed and the show had to change. And therefore, all those top dogs got flipped to the bottom. And Shep was like, oh, wait, what? I'm not cool anymore. It's like, nope, not anymore. The underdogs are actually cool. The women are actually cool. All those people you've been putting down are actually cool. And so Shep doesn't know what to do with himself. So it's interesting. Speaking of Shep. Shep and Taylor at the house. This just had such a dark feeling to it. You know, she's always there, even though she's got her own condo. And he says something like, you know, she every now and then she'll give me a night off. I'm like, how much you want to bet every time she tries to actually like go home? You're the one who's like, no, don't go. And of course, he's like, she she definitely wants to get married, but she's cool with it, you know, going slow. And then in her in her confessional, she's like, I grew up with a Pinterest board full of my dream wedding. Of course you did. But here's the problem. The base of their relationship was that she didn't pressure him. Towards a commitment. His the reason he liked Taylor was because she she was the first one not to ask about a commitment. She was so cool and down and like non-committal. And so the only way for her to keep Shep is to maintain that vibe. She can't flip the script on him. She's got to maintain that until what? Five years from now? How long can she maintain that? If she actually is someone who wants to get married. How long can you be the chick who doesn't care? Like, for example, for me, I don't want to get married. So I could maintain that because I'm like, yeah, I literally don't ever need a ring. I don't need a wedding. I don't need any of that. But if you are the person that does. Well. Here we go. All right. So here's the start of this unfolding. So Catherine's getting ready for the party. Caleb comes in and she's like, I got you something, Caleb. And she shows him the, the tie. And she also got him this scarf and he like, doesn't, he looks very uncomfortable. This is like a world. He's like, I'm not fancy. I don't know. So he doesn't even know what to do with it. He just like puts it over one shoulder. Like, uh, is it like this? She goes, no, you put it around your neck. And he's like, Oh, like he's first. It's like, like this. And then he's like, oh, like, oh, okay. Like that. He doesn't care at all. And it's kind of like, she's trying to dress him up for something he's not really equipped for. And I'm just, I'm taking notes of all these things because I'm building up to something. I promise I'm going somewhere with this. I promise. We meet Olivia and this is really funny. She tries to say, okay, she was in LA, then the pandemic hit and she moved back home. And she claims that now she, 
she just wants to stay because she, you know, she really, she doesn't want to be too far away. I go, uh, translation, you got offered the show, honey. Like, I don't blame you. You don't want to be back in LA without a job. But if you're in Charleston, they're like, wait, well, before you go back, we could totally get you on this show. She's like, then I'm staying. <laughs> Duh. She's got these typical, not tip. I shouldn't say that. Um, kind of, um, out of a out of a movie about like what southern parents are you know they've been together forever and they expect her to get married and when austin comes in they're like why do you got those skull and bones on your shoes and they and they're dead serious they're to me terrifying what were you thinking when you put those shoes on and they are staring at him waiting for an answer and austin looks like the biggest dweeb in the history of time Uh, like Austin actually, he, he, (laughs) this just, I was, I'm going to say something and I'm realizing as I was about to say this, what this says about me. Oh my God. I'm going to say this and I'm kind of embarrassed. Okay. I'm going to say it. Here we go. He was hotter on Southern on summer house because he was being toxic and like noncommittal, but watching him be like, attempting to be polite and <laughs> nice to parents. It's like, ew, gross. You're such a nerd. Get out. The only thing that makes Austin somewhat attractive to me is when he's being a dick. <laughs> what did I tell you guys? I have horrible taste in men. If I find you attractive, you should consider that a bad sign. And you should consider that time to go get some therapy yourself. Okay. 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 And back to Catherine. So, okay. Okay. Here we go. She, she talks about how she's invited Naomi. We get a little bit more insight. So, Naomi's dad died and Catherine reached out to her and then Catherine's mom died and Naomi reached out to Catherine. But then when last season started and Catherine decided to talk about this rumor about Cam's husband, Naomi took to social media and posted this big thing. Shame on you. I can't believe you would do that. And I I don't recall and it wasn't talked about if Catherine retaliated and if she said anything on in social media in response to Naomi. Um, but that really hurt Catherine. And now you see there it's some it's like we're missing a piece of this because I recall reading something. I won't. I I can't source it, so I f- I'm a little hesitant to talk about it because I can't tell you where I read it. But I could have swore I saw something that that said that Craig also knew of the rumor prior to filming that scene, and Catherine was expecting both of them to talk about it, and that Craig pulled out and was like, "Whoa, whoa, like we're not doing this, like no, 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 no," and that's why Craig like got up and went to the bathroom and was like no, we're not talking about it. And Catherine felt like she was sort of left out. Like, wait, I thought this was something we were going to do on camera. And the reason I kind of think that tracks is because later at her party, Catherine's party, when she's talking to Leva, she says something to Leva, like, I hope Naomi's not putting all that on me. And Leva's like, no, 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 nothing like that. And then when Shep and Craig were on Watch What Happens Live, Andy asked how they felt about Naomi saying shame on you to Catherine. And they both were like, it wasn't Naomi's place to get involved. It was like an excuse. She was using Cam as an excuse. They have their own issues. So I feel like I'm missing a piece of this puzzle. Because it did seem like Cam, I mean, um, Catherine just like out of nowhere threw Cam's husband under the bus. And as much as I kind of understand how it could have been Cam's turn, I don't like Cam. I always thought Cam was kind of a dick. Cam was always like, I'm one of the boys. And 
she was mean and she only really came correct for one season. And then she sort of tapped out and didn't film and didn't earn her paycheck. And when she left, I was like, good. She was bringing nothing. She never went out. She never filmed. It was kind of boring. So I'm not by any means protective of Cam. I was onto her game. I thought she was really shitty to Catherine. So there we go. There's my take. Um, But then it also turns out that Craig told Catherine about Naomi. And then again, to reference the Watch What Happens Live episode, um, Craig is like, because Andy asks why Craig told Catherine about Naomi and not Austin. And Craig is like, because I trust Catherine, you know, she's never, she quote, she's never betrayed me or I I don't have a reason not to trust her. And then he's like, Andy goes, she literally told Shep, like literally on camera at that. And he's like, oh yeah, I mean, I guess that. I just, I mean, So Vanita and Leva meet at Naomi's house and okay. So Catherine called, they do a flashback to Catherine calling Naomi to invite her to the party. And you, we all, by now we know that a lot of this is like production forcing them to do this. Um, I just wish they would have like had a conversation on the phone. Like, Hey, well, okay. So again, I don't know if like Catherine did a bunch of retaliation against Naomi or is Naomi's only problem, what Catherine did to cam. And is that a reason for Naomi to be mad at Catherine? Like you would think that like maybe Vanita has a reason because last season, Vanita, like they were trying to get, Catherine to understand the impact of what she did with her DMs and also her inability to come correct. She never really came correct. She became a victim. She victimized herself. She she went inward and not to be mean, but Catherine is just kind of not intellectually that capable of grasping the weight of it all. She She literally would stop kind of at a certain point and, and not be able to absorb any of the things they were saying. It was like, she'd stop right before she was able to have the full breakthrough. And then as she was watching the season, she came into the reunion, like ready to fight. Um, so Vanita maybe has more of a reason to be upset, but I'm like, Naomi, are you just mad at what she did to Cam? Because can't you let that go? Right. Um, and then Leva is Leva's such like a mom. It's also so cute because Leva has all these restaurants. And so she sees so much like debauchery, 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 debauchery. And watches just couples making out and breaking up. And you see so much in restaurants. And so she's kind of that mom that watches all the things. So she's like, how's it going to be with Craig? And Naomi's like, don't do that thing that you do where like, if we say hi, you're like, oh my God, oh my God, it's my mom. Oh God. It's very cute. So now it's time for the big party. Okay. The great Gatsby party. And what is, okay. She said, it's a new beginning and we get to see Paige and Craig walking in. So summer house is just wrapped. Here we go again, more Paige and Craig. It's awkward with Austin Paige and Craig. That's kind of funny. But then the Naomi Catherine, hello. Um, Naomi's like, wow, you look like one big diamond. And then Catherine just goes like straight over to Leva. And so I don't really know what she expected Naomi to do, but Catherine's like, wow. I mean, don't you think she would have walked in right away and been like, hey, like, let's talk. Like, not really, but fine. 
Um, but uh, it would have been nice of Naomi to once they got like settled in the room to eventually go up to Catherine and be like, hey, can we talk? Like that should have been what she did. Instead, she like sat off to the side and was like, it's weird. And that's bitchy. But then, oh, my God, when Naomi says hi to Paige, I got to give it to Paige. She's handling it pretty well. My heart would be beating out of my chest. And Catherine wastes no time and tells Shep about Naomi and Craig. She's like, oh, my God, you think it'll be awkward with Naomi and Craig and Paige and Shep Shep is is living in a world where nothing happens. So he's like, I mean, there shouldn't be too much residue. It's been four years. And Catherine, no, no, they hooked up in Vegas. And and Naomi was saying, like, I still love you. Now, I don't know if we like only caught part of the conversation because of editing, but I don't recall Craig saying that he was just saying, like, she was disappointed I was seeing someone new. So I don't know if she's just adding that in because like telephone, Um, but I respect her for it. Even if she was just like taking some liberties, I respect her for it. Go ahead. Please do. Regular gum is boring, but icebreakers ice cubes are different. They're fancy. Icebreakers gum has flavor crystals, which deliver a rush of cool, refreshing flavor. Plus, they are delightfully cube-shaped, making them soft and satisfying to chew. Icebreakers Ice Cubes gum. Ooh, fancy. Pick up your favorite flavor today. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations at Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between, offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. This episode is brought to you by Viore. Give the active people in your life something they'll truly appreciate. Performance apparel from Viore. Whether they're into running, surfing, hiking, or even just casual walks around the block, there's something for everyone. And if you're not sure what to gift them, you can't go wrong with something from Viore's Dream Knit Collection. It's the perfect gift and so comfortable. Get 20% off your first purchase today at Viore. V-U-O-R-I dot com slash Spotify. So then, okay, this is the start of my hot take on the Catherine situation. Let me explain here. My first watch, I had some content in the chamber about how Catherine, you know, just lost it in this whole thing. Like she couldn't keep it together. And then I watched it a second time and I was like, yep, just kind of losing it. And then I watched it a third time to take notes. And I was like, oh, wait a second here. So Leva pulls Catherine aside and is like, yeah, it was a little like cold when you guys said hello. And and Catherine is like, yeah, I mean, she said some shitty stuff about me and I hope she's not trying. Like I said earlier, I hope she's not trying to put all that shit on me. And Leva says, no, 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 no. So they have this conversation here. Let's all note that. Okay. So moving on real quick, enter Madison. We get this. Austin just cannot keep it together. And he said, I even said, I'll bet a million dollars Madison is showing up. And Madison says, do you have a million to bet? This woman is savage. And now Austin is bumbling and crazy. And Olivia is so turned off. She's like, great. This is not 
what I anticipated it would be. I'm like, bitch, do you not watch this show? Do your research. Okay, so that's out of the way. Now into this. Why is Caleb talking to Vanita? It's they don't they don't know each other. They're not friends. If they were friends, wouldn't he have tried to broker some sort of peace prior to this party, prior to Catherine's 30th birthday? He knows they've been feuding. He knows that they're not on good terms. Why does he go up to her and say, you look good? And then why is he saying, you know, now that I'm in Catherine's life, now that I'm in Catherine's life, I'm teaching her how to let things go. And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm teaching her how to be a better person and grow. And she's like, yeah, some take longer than others. Okay, you're doing this on camera at her party where she's she's told you she's going to be uncomfortable around them. And then his reasoning is it's her birthday and she should feel like the princess that she is. What? What does that have to do with you going up to essentially one of her like enemies, just for lack of a better word, at her party and she's not aware of it? Why are you brokering a piece? Because later she's going to say, you're not a peacemaker, though. If they were like if he was trying to do that, wouldn't he during all these prior months have tried to get them together to like meet for coffee and have some type of a conversation? but he didn't. He's waited for there to be cameras and it's her birthday party. I don't like it. I don't like it. So he does that. And it's this whole scene where he, and one day, I don't like that. He said, I really don't like that. He said, now that I'm in her life, I'm teaching her how to let things go. Are you? I mean, I get that she said earlier, he kind of balances me. He keeps me cool. Like, okay. So again, pinning, put a pin on that. Cause now we get to go to the Shep, Austin and Craig talk, which these toxic tall men, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Austin is shocked. He's like, wow, you're a good liar, bro. You hooked up with Naomi. Wow. When are you going to learn that I am your biggest advocate? And Craig has such a good clap back. He goes, yeah, you advocate me to everyone. And then Shep, it's like the irony of any of these guys saying anything to each other. They all do the exact same thing to each other. So Shep's like, you're mean to him. You're mean to him and you're mean to me. Shep, you (laughs) Shep Rooney. And Craig is like, you can't even step foot inside my store without getting mad. And Shep's like, why would I go to your store? And then in his in his confessional, it says it all. He goes, what man hangs out in retail stores to sell pillows? That one sentence says it all, my friend. It's like misogyny and jealousy all wrapped into one. You know, it's like what man sells pillows, but then also who, how dare he make a living off of this? How dare he find success in something so effeminate? How dare he? Damn it. It worked. And so they, you know, they just separate because they can't, they can't even get into this right now. This is too much. They can't even talk about it right now. It's great. But okay, back to this. I'm harping on this. So Catherine and Caleb, they go and they sit down outside. She's tired. She wants to sit down. And he's like, so how are you doing? Like, are you having fun? And she's like, yeah. And the first thing she says is, I mean, it's kind of weird because I said hi to Vanita and Naomi when they came in and now they like won't even make eye contact with me. Like I've tried to make eye contact with them and they won't even make eye contact with me. And it's like my party. And he, Caleb, he's like, it is, his attitude is really, it's kind of smug. And he's like, yeah, you know, I talked to Vanita 
And she, she said she was down to talk to you. And it's like you've, I get why she's confused. She's like, you haven't once spoken about this person. Like you've never once said you want us to make up. You haven't expressed any concern over the divide in that friendship. And she's like, wait, what do you, what do you mean you talked to her? What did she say? And he's like, I don't know. She said, you know, she's, she's cool. She said she'd be down to talk to you. And it's not like he's not saying if he was saying things like I told her that she's really hurt by the things you guys said. And, you know, there was hurt on both sides. And I think that you should hear her out um, as much as she should hear you out. Like, it's not like he was saying anything on behalf of Catherine. It just seemed like he wanted to be her friend kind of. And she felt like not the one person that she had on her side was also then on their side. I understood how she felt suddenly. And I was like, Ooh, wait a minute. And then instead of understanding why she felt bad, cause she was like, wow, you're not loyal. He's like, come on. <sighs> All right, never mind. Let's change the subject. You look pretty. Don't do that. So then she's like, I want to go. Yeah, I want to go. And I can't, I, I'm like, wait, I don't blame her because I would want to fucking rip his head off. I would want to rip his head off. In the way he was like, oh, we'll change the subject. You look, you look nice. First of all, I don't. Someone needs to get me some concealer for this retinol showing up because we've I I I think we all thought it was oops, we all thought it was lipstick, but I think she mentioned how she's peeling. She mentioned it to Taylor when Taylor first got there. I think it was Taylor. But I think what happened is she'd wiped off my friend Pia and I, Pia, who I host, who um does all my Beverly Hills recaps. I think when she was wiping off her lipstick a few times or like reapplying. I think the concealer has come off. So I think this is just like her skin being red. And so when he said you look nice, I'm like, that's a lie because she needs some foundation. And so as she goes inside to look for her purse, she thinks that she's just going to quickly grab her purse and go. But then Leva who's already had a conversation with Catherine about how there was tension and she's already heard why Catherine was upset with Naomi does this like, you know, I was just saying there was a little awkward hello and puts it on Catherine to say, why it was an awkward hello when it should be on Naomi at this point. You should have told your friend, look, the whole thing with Cam and all that, like she, you guys should talk about that. And so then now Catherine heated off of that has to come have this conversation. And unfortunately, Catherine's version of expressing herself is colorful. And we get some great one liners. She starts going off because here we go. Naomi says that her reason for being mad, she's like, you tried to destroy a perfectly good family. That has nothing to do with you, though. So Catherine turns around and is like, "Okay, done with you. And it starts kind of going off. And then Naomi's like, I don't like the way you fight. And Catherine's like bucking up. And she's like, you fight dirty. She's like, how the fuck do I fight dirty? And and then she says a great line. She says, stop being condescending because I have passionate feelings. And then uh, another good line, because she started out like a bitch. This is how I've been feeling. I mean, her final exit, though, is um, pretty fabulous. I got to say, it's like. I'm ready to go. And she is. This is not even her real birthday. Her birthday was in August. They are doing this in September just for the show. Uh, they forced her to invite Naomi and Vanita. And Vanita hasn't said one word. And Vanita looked real bitchy. She just wanted to show up in a cute outfit with no intention of being nice to Catherine. 
And now Naomi has a reason to be like, she's crazy. Her boyfriend, Caleb, her boyfriend, Caleb must have said, like, are you leaving me? And she's like, what do you mean? No. What are you going to stay at my party? We're leaving. Okay. We are leaving. And Craig tries to get her to stay. And of course, she seems crazy because she's like, I'm leaving right now. But she's. She's leap. She's like, I'm I'm taking my mic off and I'm going. We're done. I'm not doing this anymore. I've given you your scene. So goodbye. And then boom. End of the episode. And so we get the lovely first half of the season trailer. And the here are the things I'm really excited for. The Shep and Taylor relationship dynamic, because it looks very toxic. Caleb and Catherine issues, because I get that he I'm going to get into it because we saw the first seven minutes uh, of next week's episode. And I'm going to talk about that in just a second. Um, Shep and Austin screaming at each other. uh, Shep is saying, "I'm, I'm disgusted. I'm even sharing oxygen with you. Love it. And. Olivia and Madison fighting and Olivia going, it's good talking to you. And Madison going, you too. So that'll be good. But in the first seven minutes of next week's episode, Caleb is going to call his mom from his car. Now you see he's new. Okay, and he's awfully comfortable having a very private conversation with his mama. And he's telling his mom all about his problems with Catherine. He's got a confessional. He's already he's got he's ready to go. And he's talking about the issues he has with Catherine. And they show a the way they show it is they they show their their conversation the next morning as like a flashback as he's talking to his mom. And he comes in and he's like, what happened last night? As if you don't fucking know. And she's like, well, I got triggered when you were like, hey, like she wants to talk to you. Like suddenly you're their friend or something. What I failed to mention in that conversation they had sitting outside um, is he's like, I'm doing what I always do. I'm the peacemaker. And she's like, no, you're not. Like you're literally not the peacemaker. You would have been the peacemaker prior. So in that conversation they have in the next, in this moment, the next morning, he says, um, she's like, I got upset because, you know, you were like, let's, you know, let's be friends. Suddenly you were talking to them. And it's like, what do you, what do you mean? And he goes, I'm just not the kind of person that likes to have problems with people. And she, and he's like, you have so many problems with people. And she's like, I have problems with people or they have problems with me. He's like, both, you're both a problem. And she's like, Okay, but what does that have to do with us? Like now there are problems with us. And he's like, none of my friends have problems with me, but all your friends have problems with you and you're the common denominator. And I'm like, what is that? Like, where does this coming from? And it feels sort of like he wants to be on this show and is upset that Catherine isn't like a popular cast member. I don't know. So then he continues to have this conversation with his mom about all these issues he has in the relationship. And he's talking to like, he's saying all sorts of stuff that like, she doesn't want him hanging out with his family and unless she has nothing else to do. Um, really just talking very openly about the toxic stuff that goes on in their relationship. And it feels like it is way too early on. We just met you for you to be having this type of conversation on camera. So I feel like yet again, Catherine is going to get a villain edit. Um, And I'm not, I'm not even a Catherine apologist at all. In fact, I'm the opposite. I feel like what happens too often is that she gets treated with kid gloves because she's misunderstood. But here I am kind of doing that. However, I feel like she was that I feel like Caleb did her dirty and she was pissed. And I don't really understand why Naomi's mad at her. I'm like, because of something she did to Cam. What literally, what does that have to do with you? So. 
All right. That wraps up my uh, Southern Charm recap. Stay tuned for more. Um, Okay, so I'm going to also be doing Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip 2. But I have to warn you guys. I'm going to give a disclaimer before that as well, but I'm going to do it here also. I was in a bit of a crisis when I watched Ultimate Girls Trip because everybody was like, it's the best show. You're going to love it. I love it. I I am the 1% of the Bravo verse that absolutely hates Dorinda. I know. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know you're all going to yell at me. I cannot stand her. I think she's an awful woman and I don't know what's entertaining about her. I don't enjoy her at all. And since she's such a central figure on the show, I'm kind of watching it and like not enjoying it. And so I'm only going to do the first episode and I realize like, The reason why I do these recaps is because you guys seem to enjoy like my perspective and my point of view, but I'm totally okay if you're like, you know what, Emily, we don't like this perspective and point of view. You can sit this one out. So I'm going to, I'm going to record the recap, just one episode and am fully open. If you're listening to the, listening to it on the pod, send me an email. If you're watching it on YouTube write a comment and you can just be like, yeah, we don't need some bitter recap. You can sit this one out. It would honestly do me a favor. It would, it it would take a little bit off my plate Um, because I, I said I would recap it and then I'm watching it going, Oh no, I don't know if this will be a joyous experience for anyone listening to me or watching me. So as we're with Southern Charm, I'm having the time of my life. I love it. I love, I love having them back. Um, it's it's joy. So, so yes. Also, all of my Atlanta recaps are now going to be on the pod because I've hit 500 subscribers on YouTube. I'm very happy about that. Thank you guys so much. And Beverly Hills recaps still coming your way every week with Piaget. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to support me, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks bravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. Also, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. And if you haven't already, please rate, review, and subscribe to the pod. Thank you guys. I'll see you on Instagram or TikTok at She Speaks Bravo. Bye.